Do you know how expensive sperm is? My bank balance does. Perhaps this is too much information, but in early 2020, I went on a sperm buying spree. My female partner and I started trying for a baby and sperm is something of a key ingredient in the process. Trying to choose a donor is a weird experience. You leaf through reams of intimate information about each anonymous dude. You go through their childhood photos, their medical history, and an essay where they answer questions about their favourite food, their interests and role models. Want to guess who the overwhelming majority of guys picked as their role model? Elon Musk. Want to guess how many guys named a woman as their role model? Almost none. And when they did, it was usually their mum or grandma. The plural of anecdote is not data. A hundred or so sperm donors is obviously not a representative sample of men in general. Nevertheless, my very unscientific observations are hardly unique. When you ask men who their role models or heroes are, women are rarely mentioned. When they are mentioned, they tend to be women they are related or married to. While there are certainly exceptions to this rule, men aren't routinely encouraged to look up or to emulate women. Jodie Whittaker was cast as the first female Doctor Who, for example. There were men who lamented the loss of a role model for boys. Powerful women are often framed as being role models for girls and other women rather than being viewed as an inspiration for everyone. You can see this in some of the reactions to US Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death in September 2020. Justice Ginsburg was an inspiration to countless young women and girls across our nation and around the globe, the male governor of New Jersey tweeted at the time. Obviously, it was unthinkable to him that young men and boys might have also been inspired by a woman. Why do so many men see Elon Musk as a role model? It's because we associate heroism and leadership with a very specific set of stereotypically male qualities. Musk has these qualities in spades. Confidence, verging on arrogance, competitiveness, aggressiveness, risk-taking, charisma. There's nothing wrong with these things per se. What's problematic is the extent to which they define our idea of leadership. For decades, women have been told that if we want to get ahead in politics or business, we need to develop those sorts of qualities. We're sent to management training courses where we're told we need to raise our voices, be more assertive and never say sorry. We're told that stereotypically feminine qualities like collaboration and empathy are weaknesses and masculine traits are strengths. We're told that in order to succeed, we need to act more like men. For a long time, there was nothing subtle about this messaging. Margaret King, who was Margaret Thatcher's stylist, for example, said that the Prime Minister primarily wore suits because she was in a man's world and she had to look the part. It was accepted that women had to look and act like men to succeed. Then, in the early 2010s, corporate feminism took off and the messaging around female leadership became a little more insidious. I want every little girl who was told she is bossy to be told that she has leadership skills, Sheryl Sandberg wrote in her 2013 bestseller, Lean In. The conversation around leadership became focused on how women shouldn't need to apologise for being assertive, how we should reclaim words like bossy and bitch. There was no substantive redefinition of leadership, just a rebranding. 
women should continue to act like men, the message was, just more unapologetically and with the future is female stickers on their laptop. A generation of hashtag girl bosses used feminism as a marketing tool while leaning into the same old leadership styles. And it's not just women who have been leaning in. Men have been trying to emulate a fixed idea of what a leader is too. Leadership has a conformity problem. While the people at the top love to tell everyone that we live in a meritocracy where only the best get ahead, there's a very rigid idea of what best looks like. The best all seem to have gone to the same schools and come from the same backgrounds. The best all have the same interests and characteristics. The best even look the same. The archetype of a Silicon Valley tycoon, for example, is a nerdy white guy in a hoodie or turtleneck. In the advertising industry, creative directors and head strategists generally walk around in the creative genius uniform of black t-shirts, stubble and unkempt hair, but only if they are a man, of course. In politics, a leader looks like an old white guy in a suit. Actually, old white guy in a suit underplays just how eerily similar many politicians look. 